what's going on, everybody? You know what time it is. It's time for the People of Packaging Podcast. Hey! I haven't used my soundboard that gets so obnoxious in a while. Listen, I'm super stoked for this episode, but you know I got to give a shout out to my sponsors who help make all of this uh, worthwhile and help support and are always showing love. So the first is Specrite. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know about Specrite, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com. Specrite is doing incredible work, not just in packaging, but throughout all of the, the specification process. But here's the deal. Extended producer responsibility is coming, and it's coming in hot. If you don't know your specs, if you don't know your data, you're going to be left behind. So go to specrite.com, connect up with the team there. The Lauras and Adam and everyone over there is going to take great care of you, all right? Second, I have a brand new sponsor. Brand new sponsor alert. <laughs> oh, man. It is, uh, it's Supply Caddy. If you don't know about Supply Caddy, you are about to. They are a leading global manufacturer and supplier of packaging and disposables for the food service industry with headquarters in Miami, Florida and manufacturing facilities in North America and Europe. Both places, Supply Caddy is able to provide high quality, affordable products for restaurants, chains and food service brands globally. For more information, go to Supply Caddy dot com s u p p l y c a d d y dot c o m i'm going to tell you this supply caddy i referred them to somebody and they came through they came through in the clutch so please go support them supplycaddy.com they're doing great things okay thanks so much for listening to me get hyped now let's get to this next interview Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. This is going to be a fun one. I am joined by somebody that would not probably normally think I'm going to be on a packaging podcast. Uh, I'm joined here by Mike Crow. Mike, I forgot. Where are you located? It looks beautiful. Uh, thanks for having me, Adam. I am located in, in New Jersey, in northern New Jersey. Northern New Jersey. Would this be one of the first times that somebody says, where are you located? It looks beautiful. And you said, New Jersey. And then they're like, oh, all right, northern New Jersey. It just lo it looks like it's fall in the background a little bit. Um, from yeah, well, spring is arriving here. Spring, and I'm sorry, spring. Yeah. Wow, did I say fall? Yeah, uh, you did say fall, but spring is arriving here. And uh, the, the background is um, looking out into my backyard uh, from a, a sunroom that I like to work in when I'm working from home. So uh, thanks for noticing that. And one of my favorite places to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I can't, it's, it's early in the morning when, when uh, in my time where we're recording this. So uh, it does look like spring or fall, you know, whatever. It looks nice. Well, Mike, thanks for coming on. Um, I want to, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself because your background is important as we look towards the future of not just, not just packaging, but also, you know, product innovation, business innovation, things like that. I think it's really, really important. So do you want to maybe do a quick walkthrough here for the listeners on what your background is and and we'll get into the topic at hand? Yeah, sure, Adam. So I'm a computer scientist by education. I was a computer science major out of the University of Delaware and in, in my uh, senior year, between my senior year of college and the first few years afterwards, 
I uh, was a, a developer in the software industry at first in the defense <coughs> software industry, um, followed by the healthcare um, software industry. And then that was followed by my entry into Colgate Palmolive Company. Uh, and at Colgate, I came in as a, a very technical systems programmer, um, but had a long career there, 34 year career um, in IT with the last nine years as the chief information officer. I love it. <clears throat> and so, and and how we got connected was so you have this you have this long illustrious career, uh, you know nine years as a CIO is is awesome, and then I get a note from our mutual friend Laura over at Specrite, and she says, "Hey, this guy Mike Crow has joined our board at Specrite. I think he'd be an awesome guest." And at first, I'm like looking online, I'm like, "Huh? What? What?" I mean, he's got an awesome background. And then she explained more. I'm like, oh, this would be a fascinating conversation. So uh, so you've recently, how long have you been on the board at Specrite? So I've been on the board at Specrite for just a couple of months now, but have had exposure to Specrite for a number of years, going back to when they were first introduced into my former company, um, you know, a few years before I retired. Uh, and, and back to my very first conversations with Matthew Wright and Laura and, and the entire leadership team at Specrite. Yeah, and and I think it's important to note that 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 you became aware in in your position as CIO at Colgate Palmolive, you became aware of and familiar enough with a packaging specification data management solution. Because that that oftentimes is where you know impact of of solutions can be felt, right? I think it's important for people to realize this. It sounds really you know boring and mundane, but there is a high level of importance for for companies of all sizes when it comes to understanding their information and their and their data. Was was when when you got involved with Specrite. Was that something that you brought to the table or did somebody on your team bring it and then you had to familiarize yourself with it? Yeah, I, I wish I could say that I was the one who first brought it in to, to Colgate or first brought it to our attention, but but I wasn't. It actually came from uh, some members of our supply chain organization and, and then they quickly got us involved um, from IT. You know, to your point, in a long IT career, um, and, and my tenure as CIO before I retired from Colgate, I had a broad purview across the entire business and got into many, many different things, including specifications, master data. And I think people in an IT organization realize the importance that that foundational data plays um, and that, that it plays not only importance in the way packaging engineers or uh, mechanical engineers or formula developers uh, do their crafts, but for how they help the company innovate, how they help the company innovate to save money, how they help the, in the company innovate to speed up processes and bring multiple benefits to the organization. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So, uh, so a couple of, there's a couple of kind of interesting inflection points here. I'm sure that there were multiple different, you know, tech solutions that you had to familiarize yourself with over your 34 years, especially last nine years as CIO, you decide to retire. And it sounds like unlike, you know, most people whose dream is to retire and just, you know, 
go to Florida and play golf or whatever it is. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying uh, you decide to not only stay, you know, sort of close to the industry, but to to join the board at Specrite. What was that decision like? And you know, candidly, like why why did you pick? I'm sure that you had you had choices to make in you know where you wanted to go. Why did you pick Specrite? Yeah, so, so starting with, you know, in retirement, <clears throat> you know, I did have a desire to spend uh, a portion of my time, not all my time, but a portion of my time staying close to technology because I, I still do enjoy that. Um, and then when the opportunity came up with Specrite, um, it was uh, an easy decision to accept the offer to join their board for a number of reasons. So one was, you know, I look back to when I first met uh, Matthew and the leadership team at Specrite, and I think there was mutual respect quickly gained. Um, you know, I was impressed with what they were trying to do with the way they combined their domain expertise in packaging engineering, in manufacturing, in supply chain generally, with cutting edge technology, with cloud platforms, and uh, a a great vision as to how they could use all of that to make things better again to save money to speed processes um and you know and i think in turn uh that you know what where the mutual respect came from their side was i think they saw how fast i was able to grasp what they were, were trying to do you know in addition to that in the early days of, of our use it, it became apparent to me that this software platform was really easy to implement. It got great feedback from our users. It was easy to use, and it was not burdensome to support afterwards. That's a tough thing to find in the technology field. And, and when you find those things, you want to latch onto them and hold on to them for, uh, for a very long time. So then shortly after retirement, I was invited to the spec summit um, and was, was again pleasantly surprised as I sat and listened to other customers and learned more from the Specrite team, that they were more than I thought they were. Um, that they were, uh, you know, of course, about specifications, about those benefits that that brings. But I was surprised to see the customers who were using them for product development, um, for formula development, recipe development, uh, was happy to see that the reporting capabilities that were there for sustainability um, reporting, which is becoming ever important. So when you, you take all that and you're making decisions as to what technology companies do you want to be close to and which ones not, uh, it, it was easy to accept because I had conviction there. I have belief in this company. Um, I've seen firsthand uh, what they can do. And I also think they have a bright future. Okay. Can you give me like 20, 30 seconds real quickly. So if you don't know this, I work at this awesome company called Myers, M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. We've just gone through this great rebrand, really focusing in on the things that we are passionate about. And one of them is being able to communicate and share about sustainability and packaging. So I have partnered up with Rachel and Michael, and we have a free ebook for you to download. Uh, you can go to Myers.com and search for it, or if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to have a link down low in the show notes. Click it, fill in some information, and boom, you get this tremendous resource. It's a free ebook. Go check it out, Myers.com, or click the link down below. Let's get back to the interview. 
I love that. I love the that it's easy to make decisions when you have conviction and you can see the future. As you were telling that story, I was thinking about one time there was a new uh, there was a new electric car company that came out and it looked interesting. And so I called speaking of like technology. So I called the, the closest dealer to me and I said, hey, I just have one question. Uh, you know, what what happens if something goes wrong? And, and I live in the state where I live. And they said, we haven't quite figured that out yet. And I said, well, then I don't think it's probably the right time for me to move forward into this technology, right? When you're describing the opposite experience of, you know, not only was it easy to implement, but it was also easy to maintain, you know, going forward. I would imagine that's not always the case with, with technology, certainly in my own life with software, there's nothing more frustrating than being sold something that sounds like it's going to do great. And then you just realize it's this giant problem to maintain. It's not updated very well. It's, you can't get a hold of people. Uh, and, and you had the opposite experience with, with SpecRide is what it sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. So which Spec Summit did you attend? Uh, I was in Nashville um, back in the early part of this year. Oh, okay. So that, and that was your first one? Uh, that was my first one yeah okay great yeah that was uh that was i think their most well attended for sure uh was that was that spec summit and they did an awesome job uh hopefully though I, I don't see why they wouldn't continue that because it's uh it's really a, it's really a great experience um so then when you look about when you look out at sort of the future right now you're on the board <laughs> by the way what is it most people don't like sit on boards so what what is it like there you said there's an offer that goes into this i'm sort of curious how this happens how do you just like how does one get on a board and then do you have specific responsibilities is it general responsibilities are they like you're the secretary you know i mean how how does that work without getting into too many details but yeah so you know i i, I wouldn't say that i'm an expert on how it happens across the board but in, in this particular case um, you know, I think that the previous connections helped. So connected through SpecRite um, as a customer. And also I was connected with um, one of their investors um, just through various relationships in, in my old job. And, and in this case, also the timing was probably right. So SpecRite had had for some time an independent um, board director seat that was open uh, and, and they were waiting for um, the, the right candidate to, to come along. Uh, and, and and so the stars kind of aligned um, at the right time uh, with my retirement, with the connections that we had, them having an open spot, uh, going to Spec Summit, finding mutual interest, right? It was something interesting to me. Uh, and, and, you know, they felt that I was interesting to them. In terms of the, in terms of the role, you know, it's a general governance role. So there's some, uh, you know, governance work that is involved in, um, you know, in looking after making sure the, the right controls are in place in the company. Got it. Um, and then there's also leveraging uh, of my expertise, uh, leveraging my perspective as a retired um, CIO uh, and, and helping them refine some of their messaging. Yep. That makes that makes total sense. Uh, and the things that I really picked up on there as a general principle for everybody, not like, hey, how do you get on the board of spec, right? But it, in general, for those who are listening, because our, our audience tends to skew a little bit uh, younger in their packaging career. And I think you highlighted a few things that have been important in my career as well, which is build, build, out a, build out a network of people who share similar convictions, 
who can challenge you and and you know you, you never really know where that's going to take you i'm sure you weren't thinking hey maybe one day i'll be on the board of spec right uh when when you were involved as a as a customer um but it yeah. sounds like it sounds like it's a great opportunity for you yeah i think you're right adam i mean you know you know thinking back and 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 framing it the way you framed it it's um learn as much as you can it's create the network of individuals both inside your company and outside your company and treat people with respect amen so as you look forward then on the and, and thanks for describing sort of the the generalities around around a board position so as you look out into the into the future here what gets you excited not about joining the board but when you look at specright as a whole what gets you excited about the future for the product uh and, and some problems you think you can solve I, I just think they have a long runway um they're you know they're innovating at a fast pace um first of all with their uh with their quarterly releases and in addition to what they're going to bring new to the table i i just think there's so many people out there that don't fully understand how much they can do. You know, I talked about it before to where I went to Spec Summit. I, I was surprised at them being more than what I thought they were. I think there's probably a lot of people that need to learn that. People in their existing customer set and prospective customers to come. Specifications run across everything. It's packaging materials, it's raw materials, it's the semi-finished products, the formulas, the bill of materials, the finished goods. And all of that data and having that foundational data correct is so important for accuracy, for savings, for speed, for reporting uh, on things like sustainability um, that we talked about. And, and I, I think a, a lot of what I see in with their existing customers, this is not exclusively because I think some of their customers get the full breadth of what they do, but with a lot of their customers, including me being a former customer, I think we see people in certain domains, like maybe packaging in one company being the champion for Specrate. In another company, it's the head of engineering who's using them for specifications for the manufacturing equipment. In another company, it might be somebody concentrating on formula development or recipe development, but they can be used broadly in a very integrated fashion on one platform across all of those things. And I think there's a ton of room for people to understand that. And as they grasp it, I think that's great forward looking potential for Specrate. Love it. So you're, I've, I've only got a couple more questions here for you, Mike, and, and certainly really, really appreciate your time. Uh, the, so if, if you are a, you know, call it like a champion or the white knight, like you had internally to, to Colgate Palmolive, but you're describing this person, whether it's an engineer in packaging or, uh, an engineer in, you know, some other technical arena, what would you, what kind of advice would you give them on how to carry the flag of the importance of data up, up through an organization to, to the levels that maybe it needs to get to? Is there any like general advice you would give to them? Yeah, so first I would concentrate on, on the pitch, right? The, the, the benefits that maybe they have seen in their one domain <clears throat> from the use of Specrite and from doing specification data management very well. And then get to the people that can be most influential in the organization. And what I'm thinking about there is people who have a broad perspective. 
um, you know, as a chief information officer, I had a broad perspective across the organization. So I could see how something that worked in one area could fit in other areas. So getting to the CIO um, can be uh, one of those answers, but it, but it doesn't need to be the CIO. It, it's, it can be other people with a broad perspective. You know, in, in some of the other customers I've seen at Specrite, I've seen the head of supply chain have that broad perspective or <clears throat> the head of digital transformation um, for the company have that broad perspective or the head of a particular business unit um, in the company having that broad perspective on how specifications can be used across the entire business. So it's taking that initial set of benefits and then getting to the right people that have that broader perspective to see how it can apply across the entire company. I love that. It's the the adage like there's people who work in the business and there's people who work on the business and you're going to need both you both to succeed and thinking through the the Nashville summit that you attended you know I'm thinking there there's there's a component for a CFO if we start talking about taxes from extender producer responsibility where the accuracy of your packaging specification data along with other data formats when it comes to sustainability indexes is going to become critical thinking about Kevin Davis's um, from Dermalogica his presentation on the time and the accuracy that they had for reporting there are now chief sustainability officers there's COOs there's there's any number of different people and I think where I have seen because uh, I've had some customers who they've listened to the podcast Beckerite's obviously a partner here for our podcast and a, and a tremendous sponsor to listen to it and they're a, a packaging buyer and they go I don't I don't really know what to do. This sounds awesome. This would make my life so much easier. Um, but but that idea of, hey, you you can champion. I'm sure there's people at Specrite who would help them champion that through their organization. They don't have to go fight that battle on their own. So I think that's that's wonderful advice. My last question to you here, and it's going to be around advice. So, uh, you know, a, a long, uh, incredible career working in, in various different industries. Mm -hmm. You get to sit there and maybe, you know, you're in your sunroom and you get to ruminate and contemplate on your on your time, not just looking forward to spec, right? But if, if you get to sit down in a room with 500 young professionals, uh, which every, each one of these episodes gets around 500 downloads, so I'll use that number, and you get to say to them, hey, here's one thing that I really uh, that I loved doing in my career that really benefited me. Uh, what would be some of that advice for those young professionals that you would give to them? Wow, that's a, that's a big question. Um, yeah, you know, there was a lot in my career that, that I enjoyed doing. Um, but um, if I had to pick one, that would be really hard. I'm going to pick two. You can pick multiples. It's fine. There's no <laughs> yeah. rules here. You can pick yeah, three. So, I don't care. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, I, I loved working on technology, um, and, which is why you know, in retirement, I still want to do some things to stay close to that, at least for a number of years here. Um, but, you know, and then as I rose up through the ranks in, in the organization and I was not as hands on with the technology, the thing that I found next most satisfying was developing people and taking care of people and and giving advice um, to, to people. So I would say, you know, if I had to pick two of the things that uh, that I enjoyed the most, it, it was the technology and the people. Um, you know, if I, if I was to give, you know, any kind of career advice and, you know, how, how did I do it? I, look, I, I don't, I don't claim to have any 
any uh, magic secret or silver bullet as to how you have a long, successful career. Uh, but what worked for me was just always trying to do a really good job at the job I had and providing good customer service internally and externally. And, it, and concentrating on that always led to the next step. I love that. And I, I can echo that. I mean, I certainly am still in the middle of, of my career, 15 years in the packaging industry, but uh, have have given super similar advice, right? Which is do the right thing all the time, uh, you know, provide provide value where, whenever you can and trust that the outcomes from that will be just just follow that path because you don't know. I think that so many people get focused on like, I'm going to become a CMO. I'm going to become a VP of supply chain. I'm going to become a CIO. And sometimes that can be a little bit misleading because you lose sight of what has to happen day in and day out. And I think I've seen people like yourself and others who have just focused on the the immediacy of let me do the right thing all the time, work with integrity, treat people well. And, and the results they don't always just take care of themselves. There's still some di direction and guidance in your life, but uh, for sure, for sure, I've seen that as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, well, Mike, this has been great. Any any uh, last parting words here? Uh, certainly appreciate everyone. They can go to specright.com and learn more about what they're doing there. Don't bother Mike. He's he's retired, so he doesn't. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure people could could reach out to you on LinkedIn or something like that. But um, any any parting words for the audience? Yeah, so, so certainly I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, um, you know, no problem there. Uh, and just to say, Adam, you know, thanks a lot for uh, for reaching out to me and making the connection. And it's been a pleasure to work with you getting ready for the podcast and, and during the podcast itself. And wish you the best of luck. And we'll see you at Spec Summit, I'm sure. I'll, uh, certainly. I'll, I'll be out there next year where I, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be back in Austin is what I heard. But don't don't quote me on that, everybody. Uh, but stay tuned. I'm sure we'll be announcing it here on the podcast uh, whenever we can. So thanks so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. Okay, Adam, take care. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.